Hello, I am Frances Tyson. I am a member here at Highfield Church. Early in the year, we had a time here at Highfield Church which we called a holy pause. It was a time when we slowed down and put aside many of our church activities and meetings so that we could have time to reflect and time to ponder our priorities. And to ask ourselves also those questions that we rarely have time to consider. A space in our busyness to be still and to listen to God for ourselves and for our church. Then along came COVID-19 and lockdown, resulting in a global pause for all mankind. An unprecedented time of international shutdown as throughout the world people stayed in their homes. For some, it was a time of super busy and exhausting time in their tireless service to others. For some, it demanded a huge adjustment to different ways of living and different ways of working. And for still others, it was indeed a time of space to think, to reassess, and just to do things differently. I wonder, how was it for you? How did you get on through that time? So now, as lockdown eases, we find ourselves in a period of transition between what was once normal and a new normal that's still very vague. It's a time, actually, of uncertainty, of apprehension and stress for many people. But it also brings hope and opportunities for new possibilities, new ways of living and new ways of working and new ways of just being. This uncertainty of the unknown challenges us to ask the big question. Is anyone ultimately in control? If so, who? Or are we at the mercy of this virus which we don't really understand? And so we come to Psalm 8. Psalm 8 reminds us that God is in control. This psalm begins and ends with a very clear statement, like bookends holding the rest all together. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. God is God. And through the prophet Isaiah, God says, I am the first and the last, and apart from me there is no God. He is the God who created everything, the sun, the moon and the stars, we read, are the work of his fingers. That reminds us of the account of the creation in the Bible that begins, In the beginning God. God created heavens and the earth. And that account then concludes, And God saw all that he had made, and it was good. Creation, nature and the environment is God's handiwork, and he is in control of it. For some, lockdown provided space to enjoy this beautiful creation, to delight in nature. Perhaps as we've walked on the common and noticed the birds and the animals and watched the different plants come into blossom. Or we've sat and looked at the flowers in our garden. And some have also gone to get at growing their own vegetables for the very first time. From galaxies to gourgettes and blue whales to butterflies, 
God the Creator designed them all. And when he made it all, it was all very good. Then he put mankind in charge of this world, to rule over it and to care for it. But mankind rebelled and went his own way, did his own thing, and everything changed, and not for the better. That's what we call the fall of man. Now, all creation and our world is subject to pain and to suffering, to death and to decay. We see it everywhere around us, and the beautiful harmony of creation is broken and groaning. We see the evidence of this, don't we, in all that's so wrong in our world. So, when we do look around our world, what is it that we see? Sadly, we see injustice and equality, and so much that's unfair. The huge rift between rich and poor, between the haves and the have-nots, between the powerful and those who are powerless, between the north and the south of Britain, and even between various postcodes. Sadly, we also see violence, oppression and prejudice throughout our society, especially racial prejudice, and that's been highlighted by the murder of George Floyd. Such prejudice is in reality an ever-present struggle and pain for people of colour, which I believe we as white people often fail to really grasp or acknowledge, let alone seek to change. Sadly, we also see corruption and greed and abuse, messing up businesses, commerce, and destroying families and relationships. And we see hunger and sickness on a vast scale. There are 24 million starving in Yemen alone. But in spite of all this, God has never given up on his creation. From the day of the fall, from Adam's disobedience in the garden, he's had a plan to make all things new. And he is working his plan out year by year to fulfill his eternal purpose. Not just to repair or patch up what has gone wrong, but to make a new heaven and a new earth, a complete restoration of his wonderful creation. Through Adam, all went so wrong. But through Jesus, his son, whom he sent into this broken, sinful world, God began to establish his new kingdom here on earth and to show us how we should live and behave in it. Unlike conquerors such as Alexander the Great and Caesar in the past and some of the leaders of the more recent decades, Jesus didn't fight physical battles to gain control. Instead of using violence and death or fear to get his way, Jesus himself submitted to death as he died on the cross at the hands of his enemies. But, and here is a turning point in our world history, Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus rose again. He rose with a physical resurrection body, a body that spoke and ate and walked. And he is alive, having conquered death forever, and has inaugurated his new kingdom here on planet Earth, 
just as he announced during his ministry that he would. This kingdom is growing slowly but surely as people hear about Jesus and as they believe him and follow him. And as their lives are transformed by his spirit, they are enabled to have a transforming impact on our world. You will remember earlier we recalled that when God created our world, he put mankind in charge. And amazingly, that's still his purpose today, in spite of our failures and weaknesses. In the psalm we read, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honour. We are the pinnacle of God's creative work. We are made in his own image, with the capacity to love and to be creative, to think and to feel, and with the freedom to choose. And we were given authority to rule over the created order. Yet we are not gods. We are just part of God's creation ourselves, called to worship, obey and serve him, and to live our lives for his praise and his honour. Amazingly, also under the fall, God didn't give up on us and reject us. In his love for us, he still wants us to be involved in the renewal of his world, in the new creation made possible by the death and resurrection of Jesus. But for now, as with COVID-19, we're in the time in between, between what was and what is to be. Instead of hoping to go back to what it was all like before, we're called to look forward to what God is doing in our world and to what Jesus will complete when he returns. So for now, we are to live holy lives and we are to share the gospel of Jesus with the millions who haven't yet heard it. And we're also meant to be good stewards of our planet, looking after it and caring for it, not exploiting it and destroying the balance of nature. So, how could we be better stewards? What could you do differently to take care of our world and the environment? How can we all share the multitude of God's given resources and opportunities more fairly among the inhabitants of our planet so as to help redress that dreadful imbalance of wealth and opportunity that exists at the moment between the haves and the have-nots? As followers of Jesus, we should reflect his priorities. His priorities to love our neighbours, to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. And like Jesus, we should be standing up for the marginalised, for the abused and the oppressed against injustice and prejudice, particularly the racial prejudice that blights society and dehumanises people of colour in our nation. And we should be sharing the plenty that's available to most of us with those in need, whether physically, emotionally, financially 
or politically. And we should be enthusiastically preparing for the day which will definitely come when Jesus returns to earth as king and judge over all and then fully establishes his new heavens and new earth where he will dwell with us forever. Therefore, what needs to change? For change there must be. We can't go backwards. What needs to change in our lives so that we become more like Jesus? What needs to change in our church to actively and practically share the love of Jesus in our community? What needs to change in our city to bring hope and aid to the poor and the disadvantaged? What needs to change in our nation to ensure greater unity, equality and integration for all peoples? If we're to be a part of it all and fulfill our calling to care for God's world and all its people, we must live actively as light and salt in our society in the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, with all the uncertainty and anxiety of this time, we must fix our eyes on Jesus and also help and encourage and support each other day by day. Remembering we don't serve an earthly master, but Jesus, the Lord of all the earth. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth.